Hello, everyone. This is Dr. W, the host of the podcast, Grief Glasses. And I'm happy to have my guest for today being my niece, Ariana Murphy, or Ari, as some of you may know her. And tonight, uh, we're going to talk about her story or stories of grief. So, Ari, I always start off with um, asking people to tell me what comes to mind when you hear the term grief. Um, When I think of grief, I always think of someone actually, my therapist told me this was like his definition when he thinks of me when I like am grieving is to just experience all of the emotions and all of the stages of like hurt and anger and sadness and denial in your own time. And I really think that that makes a lot of sense for me um, because everyone's grieving um, on their own time. So I think when you're going through all those emotions in your own time, like that means that you're really grieving. Sure. And uh, good advice uh, from your therapist. Uh, as we know, as a psychologist myself, I certainly understand that there are steps and processes to grieving and it it looks different for everyone. Those are some standard ways of understanding grief and how you may process it. Um, So let's get into the conversation. Um, So what story or stories of grief will you be sharing uh, with the audience today? Um, So I, I really think that I've only really experienced grief about four times in my life. Um, The first was I might have been like 11 when my paternal grandmother passed away. Um, I wasn't there for it and we were close, but we weren't as close as I was with my maternal grandparents. So it definitely um, hit me and in a way that for a young child, um, I didn't really understand. Um, And then when I, when my when my maternal grandfather passed away, um, I kind of went to the same thing. Like I was hurt. I was really sad. Um, but I didn't really have that very long, just like never understanding what happened, you know, kind of situation that I had later on in life. And not, it's kind of crazy to think, but these all kind of happened at these like monumental times in my life, like starting middle school and then starting high school, and then starting college. Um, So it was kind of weird to like experience that new journey in my life um, while experiencing loss. Like my my sixth grade year was just, I was kind of like all over the place, same with ninth grade, very all over the place. And then freshman year of college was just like very, very all over the place. Um, But I really kind of, I think the sad part is that I saw it coming. So it wasn't, it wasn't like it just happened overnight. Um, it wasn't that it just kind of, you know, happened or it was something just super tragic and super unexpected because I had time to process it and I had time to see it coming, not to say that it didn't hurt when it did happen, um, but I was able to go through those emotions a little better because I was understanding what was going on. So when my maternal grandfather passed away. I didn't know how serious his illness was um, until like maybe like the day before. Like people 
you know, our family really didn't, you know, give me details as they shouldn't have. I was, you know, I was young, but I didn't really have any details as to what was going on. Um, so that was very unexpected. But as you know, like we kind of had that whole day to really just kind of, you know, understand what was coming our way. Um, and, you know, to be together, to go through that and to have that happen was very helpful, I would say. Um, when Mama Jen passed away, I think I kind of, I don't want to say that I saw it coming, um, but you just, you know, you don't want to think about those type of things. You don't want to, you know, sit there and, you know, count down the days. Like, you don't want to do that. That's just not a way anyone should really, you know, live. But I did see it coming. Um, so when it happened, I was very distraught. Um, I had to like go back to school and I just like could not focus in school. Like I could just not get it together at all. Um, but at the same time, like I kind of saw, I don't know if that makes sense. Like I saw it coming. So I was able to just grab a hold of my emotions a little bit better um, than maybe before. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Actually, you know, you, you said something a little bit ago and, and you talked about each of those grieving moments happening at kind of pivotal moments in life or transitional moments in your life. And I never stopped to think about it like that for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and that really kind of speaks to how grief is, it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But I think you had an advantage point in that when you had your close experience with someone passing away that you loved and you were close to, you were younger. So you, you got to see it a little earlier in life. And mm -hmm. I think that offers some vantage point uh, grief. I'm not making light of any form of grief or any type of loss, but I think when you experience things, you, you are able to take away from those moments. You're able mm -hmm. to, to find things that uh, help you the next time around. And, and certainly grief is one of those things that, you know, it's not just going to touch us one time in life. It's it's going to yeah. be in, in multiple ways and some people more than not. And mm -hmm. uh, that's a part of why I want this platform to be here. And so when you talk about, you know, you saw it coming or you, you had a, a sense of what was happening, take me through that process in terms of you're knowing that you're getting ready to experience another difficult moment, another moment of pain and loss. What oh, did you do ahead, in those please. moments? Well, who was your support? Um, how did you manage it? Um, so crazy enough. So kind of the same situation that happened um, where like, you know, my mom and Erica was kind of like, a, we got to get up and we got to pack our bags and we have to go right now. Um, the first time that happened you know, I was a little bit more naive. I really didn't understand what was going on at all until, you know, we got there. And then I was like, okay, like I, I see it, but you know, I'm, I'm young and I'm still, you know, very much in shock. So the second time around that happened with Mama Jen, with the whole, like, we got to go right now. I was like, okay, I know exactly what's happening here. You know, I hope not, but 
you know, this is all very familiar, very um, deja vu-ish almost. Like I almost just kind of felt like it was all really the exact same. Like when I play these moments in my head, um, they look the exact same. You know, I was just a little bit older, but they just look the exact same. And so um, the second time around, I really, you know, I had been in college for a few months um, and really built a really strong support system of just, you know, my friends and my roommates, my coaches. Um, I had a new boyfriend at the time. So I really had a lot of people um, to kind of lean on and like let them know what was happening. And one of my really close friends from, oh, we, me and him have been friends since like the sixth grade. Um, his name, you, you probably know Carson, like me yeah. and Carson have been, just been super, super close uh-huh. for a really long time. And so, um, you know, and Paul, Paul passed away, like Carson was kind of that person for me, the person I was going to, like, I just literally talked to him like 24 seven. So the same thing happened, um, you know, before I went to college and I just kind of like called him, let him know what was going on. Um, and it was nice to know that like, I had someone who I have been friends with and I was close with who knew what was going on. Um, and he actually had been through a similar thing, not too many months before that. And I was kind of like there for him. So he was able to kind of see and go through both things with me. So he kind of could understand, you know, what I was feeling and when I was feeling it, um, and to help me kind of get through that. Then I don't want to say the nice things is not the word I'm looking for. Um, I think because it was such a transitional time in my life, um, when I got, once I got back to school, I was very um, distracted from my feelings, I guess, if you will. Like I had so much other stimulation going on just from being somewhere new and, you know, having roommates and having new coaches and having new friends and new places to explore add all these other things to take up, you know, space in my mind that I wasn't just sitting at home um, and crying all day because like, that's just not, that's just never been the type of person that I am, but I definitely didn't want to do that. And I kind of just threw myself um, as best as I could threw myself in to school and to practice and tried to just, you know, gain my, gain my strength through other things. I don't know if that makes sense, but just trying to find a way to um, just let ever just let other things be an outlet for me instead of you know just being at home and being sad all the time because I there that did happen and my roommates were very much like just so awesome and just like were very whatever I needed they were there um, and I'm forever grateful for them so it's kind of. I don't even know what the word is. You kind of don't even, you don't realize at the time that you're really grieving until you look back and you're like, okay, like I, I was really grieving in another way than what I'm used to or what other people would think was grieving. Like I just very much just threw myself into everything that was not thinking about the loss of my grandmother um, and that's just kind of the way I grieved with that. I was very, didn't do the greatest job because I was very distracted in school. Um, just did not get the best grades that first like half year of school. So I don't know if that answers your question. I'm just kind of all over the place, but it does. So I was going to ask you, you, you were a track athlete. Um, and, and certainly that can be a distraction and, and in a good way. Um, 
did that help at all um, with you processing um, with your training or when you were actually at the, at the line, you were competing in, in the actual meets? Was that at all helpful um, for you in dealing with, with the loss and the losses that you had experienced? Um, for sure. For sure. I think it kind of gives you another, it gives you a reason why, like it gave me a reason to like keep pushing and to um, keep working hard. Cause I knew that I had angels over me watching me. So I knew that I either had to like, you know, I had to give everything my all um, because that's the way that they would want me to do it. Like I don't, did never wanted to do anything um, less than what I knew I could. Um, my coaches, my coaches were very, I don't want to say hard on me, but they were very like, you know, we have, I was, I, you know, I actually, Coach Johnson said something, something to me one day, there was a workout and I just, I really wasn't there. I just really was just having one of those days where I was just extremely sad, just didn't really want to do anything. Um, and Coach Johnson's like, well, that's all, you know, great. And then I'm really sorry, but like, I don't think your grandmother would appreciate you sitting here and not, you know, putting your shoes on, getting to work. Um, And that point on, I don't think I ever missed another practice for that reason. Um, Even I would say, I don't even know what year that was, like junior year. So like 2017, I believe um, I had like a really, really bad breakup with like my first like serious boyfriend and that, for some reason, just really, and I didn't even, I was the one who broke up with him. And so I just was really just broken from it. And I think it was just the fact of like, I was just grieving the loss of someone who had been um, in my, like on my team for like the last three years or so. And to just lose that person just really hit me really hard. And that's when I started going to therapy um, and realizing that I really hadn't stopped ever grieving from when I was, I don't know, like 12 years old, like I really had never not grieved. I was always, you know, hurting and holding on to these things and not letting moments pass with people, I guess is the right way to say it. Like I was just holding on to um, everyone that was like close to me because I knew what it felt like to lose someone close to me. Um, So when I did break up with him, like that just really just crushed my world. But then Again, I, I, after that, I really just threw myself um, into work, which I guess, you know, track and field at that time was like, that was my job. And so I really just threw myself into work and had probably, I wouldn't say the best season of my life, but I definitely had a really, really good year because I was able to take um, all these emotions that I was just kind of working through silently. And now that I was actually working through them with someone else, I was able to like really, really just focus on, you know, what I was in Oregon for in the first place. And so I definitely think that track and field has helped me grieve in so many ways. And it's just made me a better person. And I think that, you know, when you think about an athlete, you think about not wanting to have distractions and, you know, you don't want a lot of people think like, oh, you know, we can't do that because that's not going to be good for their sport or blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think that everything that everyone goes through makes them so much stronger, especially in an athlete. Some of the strongest, you know, most successful athletes that I know have experienced like extreme losses, you know, and then peak at, in the same, you know, time frame or so. 
Um, so I definitely think that while loss is such a horrible thing, it definitely can accelerate someone's growing in their strength in whatever they're trying to do. I guess that makes sense. I really don't think I'm making sense right now, but I guess. No, I no, I, I, I'm following you. Uh, it's your story. So your story yeah. is your reality and your truth. And that's what I want. I want real conversation. So I want to shift the conversation a little bit uh, because the tag for this podcast talks about the lessons and the blessings that people can experience from pain and grief. So let's talk a little bit about how that looks for you. You you express three different stages and phases of grief uh, in terms of different people. And I was wondering if you can take a moment and think about from those, what are some key lessons that you, you took away from each one of those? And when you put it all together and you, you, you try to uh, really look at the bigger picture, focus on what you now can see are some blessings uh, as a result of those people being in your life um, and even dealing with the loss of losing them. So tell me a little bit about your lessons and your blessings. So I would say, I would definitely say I, I have a lot of lessons. I think even, I think you and I, we both know about, I just have so many quotes that my grandparents have said to me that really just, I mean, I think of them every day. Like there's something, I'm going to do something and I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I have to do it this way because that's the way my grandmother would want me to do it. Even, I mean, getting dressed, I'm like, I can't wear that because that would just be so unacceptable um, in Mama <laughs> Jen's eyes. So I'm like, I, I it, it just goes with me every day. Um, and I'm blessed, very blessed that I had someone so influential in my life that I know will help me to be a better parent to my kids one day. Um, I think that's really, you know, my husband and I, we, we talk about having kids all the time. And, you know, I always say, like, we have to raise our kids X way or Y way because of, you know, that's how my grandparents, you know, like I, we, he'll say something and I'm like, well, you know, I didn't grow up doing that. So we're not, we're not going to do that in our house. Like, that's just not gonna fly um I think those things are really always gonna stick with me and I hope that they stick with my future kids um and just kind of get passed down because those are really what I hold near and dear um I have lots of pictures of my grandparents they're kind of like all over the house at this point um and I'm the type of person I look at a picture and I think of the exact like I can always just see that exact moment in my head. I'm like I know exactly what day this was and what I was doing and why we took this picture. Um, and I like to kind of I always share them with like Clayton and sometimes I, when I'm talking to the dogs when I'm super lonely I'll tell them. Um, but we kind of just always just chat about those moments and Clayton always says to me he's like, you know I. I've never met your grandparents, but I feel like I have because of the way you talk about them. Like I may not talk about them to everyone else, but I definitely, me and Clayton talk about them literally every single day. Um, and I think those are the things that really just are always going to just like hang tight with me because they were just, I don't know. They were just so important. I, I often think Sometimes like those, those really were my parents in a sense, like those were the people that were there for me, you know, a thousand and ten percent, like no matter what, like just always could call them about anything. 
Um, and like you said, like I, I was, I was young when I lost them. So I don't, there's a lot of things that I'm dealing with in my adult life that I'm like, Oh, Jesus Christ. I wish mama Jen was here right now because she would really know, you know, what to do or what to say. Um, because we never got to have those conversations when I was younger. Um, so I guess that's like one thing that I kind of look back on and I get really sad about, but there are a lot of things that she did teach me that apply to my life now. And I think they'll apply to my life later. Um, and those are things I'm really grateful for And going through grief and going through loss. My biggest advice to someone would, you know, just be, I don't even know what the word is. Like, to just take your time. Like, I just really have learned to just, you know, everything is on my time. And I can't let, you know, someone else's timeline of how life should look um, affect my life, I guess. Like, I, I really have just learned to just really do things and really understand life on my own time and not let, you know, because I feel like our whole family's kind of dealt with this all at the same time. And so just because one person is extremely sad, you know, doesn't mean that every doesn't mean that I'm have to be extremely sad. I experience grief on my own time. I might not be sad right now. I may be sad in five years. Um, and I've had to really understand that just not even in grief, but just in life in general, like everyone just goes through things on their own time. Um, and I actually have a quote that, that sits on my desk every day. And that, that just says, like, it's your time and don't let anyone else change that. Um, so I, I, I think that time is like the biggest lesson that I've learned in grief. It's just to just yeah. take your time. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Really good. That leads me um, to a question I like to ask all of my guests. And that is, I guess you've somewhat answered it in, in, I think about grief and and how to survive it and and process it and I think of having a survival toolkit of things or people um, that help to deal with it and and take you through those stages and and get you to the other side uh, if I can use that term. So if you were to offer some words of advice, encouragement, or have some recommendations that you would say, hey, I think you want to consider this for adding to your survival toolkit. What has worked really good for you? Or what do you think would maybe be helpful to someone else? And it, it may be a book. It may be a quote. It may be a couple of things. So if you would just share those things at this time, uh, because I think that is a part of helping people to heal on their journey of, of pain and grief? For sure. Um, I think the biggest help in my life has really been therapy. Like I honestly can really say, I don't know where I would be in life if I would even still be here, if I hadn't, you know, making the choice to go to therapy. I think that having, so having that safe space to just really, and I talk a lot, so just having the space to just talk for hours on end has really just been so helpful for me and I think there's there's always just been some like negative stigma when it comes to therapy especially in the black community um that therapy is a sign of weakness or a sign of um illness if you say like 
And I definitely, and I kind of not used to think that, but I used to think like, if you go to therapy, something's wrong with you. And there are a lot of times where I, you know, I'm no longer in Eugene, so I don't see my therapist in person, but we still have our weekly conversations. And there are times when I walk in and I'm like, everything's great. Like I literally have no complaints, but I just want to tell you um, about how great everything's been for me. And that's always just been so helpful to just have that person who is really just all ears um, and is there to give you a word of advice when you want it or when, you know, they think it's the most beneficial to you. But it's just been so, so helpful for me to have that safe space. So I definitely, I tell a lot of people, I'm like, you should just really look into going to therapy. Like, it's just such a, it's such good like chicken soup for the soul like it really really is it really has just been such a life changer in my life like I um I don't know I really honestly don't know where I would be if I hadn't decided to go to therapy like I just my life has just been not easy per se I don't want to say easy at all because it's not the truth but my life has had um better guidance since I've gone like he's helped me see things that I probably never would have seen for myself or never would have realized um on my own no matter how old I was and I always tell him I'm like we're going to be talking you're going to be like 90 years old and I'm still going to be calling you every week because mm -hmm. he's really just been um like the biggest lifesaver um for me like I'm just so so grateful for David shout out to David because he is he is the man so I recommend everyone just you know, you don't have to, you never have to go and like sit down with someone and sit on the couch and, you know, do that type of thing. There are other therapeutic options out there. Um, there's virtual therapy, there's, you know, better help. Um, there's so many other options, you know, where I know that people, it kind of, it's a little scary for people to think they're like, I'm going to have to go into this person's office and I have to sit on their couch and I have to tell them my entire life story because that's just not what it is. Um, it is that way if you choose it to be, but that's not what it is. Therapy looks different for everyone, but therapy has just been really, really helpful for me. Wonderful. Well, I, I think that therapy is certainly um, a good choice as a psychologist. I certainly know the value of that, um, and I'm glad to know that you have found value and and help with that and continue to rely on those things that help you. Uh, it takes a person of strength and courage and that's uh, being honest with themselves and, and that's a part of, of the healing process. Well, uh, Ari, I wanna thank you so much for making some time to have this conversation. I know it's not an easy conversation, it's a difficult one, uh, but I think your story uh, has value and I appreciate you sharing your story and I hope that you will continue on and do the great things that you've already done. And I'm sure there are many more in store. Um, and I, I like to just say, as, as I close, I always say uh, to my audience, remember, judge nothing before it's time, in time and with perspective. Your pain and grief will take its proper place in your life. Thank you for listening and thank you for joining me, Ari. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me.